0: Sustainable careers in the arts, A small group discussion as part of the Hoi'an Creative Hub, so like any lines. How do they do it? A discussion with long-practicing independent artists and how they've sustained and continue to sustain their career in the arts, the challenges, the joys, the warts, and their energy joys. Hi up, everyone, um, we are meeting on the lands of the workshop in the nation or any of their elders past, present, or emerging on this country, on this land, and also maybe in the room today. Um, it's just a, it's a very special time, it's a very special place. Admin, the exits are there, downstairs, toilets downstairs, we are kind of encouraging flexible listening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <fine. laughs> um, flexible listening this morning, so feel free to come and go as you please, or as you feel fit, or need to. Um, and yes, the session is being recorded by this dangly thing in the middle, uh, so it, it actually picks up best when you if you, do, if you are going to speak speak up well, um, and uh, if you are uncomfortable with like, being recorded, then maybe just have some thought about how you engage in this conversation, or if you still like to engage in this conversation, come speak to me after and we can sort something out about your contribution. Uh, we have um, Today with us, Chrissy, who uh, I've just recently been informed has been ordered, uh, given the twenty twenty one order of Australia recently. So, Can <laughs> 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 bring today? <laughs> um, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> and Sally, who is just an incredible poet, uh, dancer, has had a really wonderful amazing career <laughs> as well. Has been Yes. <laughs> just finished the season um, of Julia and so Stephanie is oh, yeah. um, Something Let them introduce themselves. We have an apology from another invited guest, Bobby, who uh, is an Indigenous actor and academic. Um, uh, but unfortunately, because she is um, just so fabulous, she has an audition this morning and can't make it. But she might come 10 minutes after. And, but she sent in her responses, so she's happy for me to read them on her behalf. Uh, yes, this conversation was born out of the expression of interest process that we have through um Koyang Creative Hub. So it's, it's been, I think, uh, there's been a sense of fatigue in the industry and I think it's important to acknowledge it. Um, as of recent, I guess always because of the culture of overwork that we have. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to mention that. So let's get started. Um, before we get our um, invited guests to introduce us today, I just want to acknowledge that there are incredible amounts of experience in the room, not just from people who invited, but quite today. just quite you increasing today. Know, there is just such a wealth of experience in the room, um, including those who are emerging, um, especially those who've been in this game for a long time. So if you're here today about yeah, interacting. In a conversation about sustainability in the arts, or um, your career being sustainable, you're probably going to be here or want to be here a long time. So it would be good to introduce yourself to the person left and right of you since you're in this game together, I think. Um, so yeah, just um, a hello, your name, and maybe the form that <laughs> you get
1: <laughs> oh no, I'm the the yeah? yeah we're we're
2: ready. Ready. I'm playing my game. I'm playing my own game. <laughs> can I play? Of course, I'm of course. You totally
3: can play this game. This game is
2: about a lot. <laughs> I imagine looking at the game. I'm just trying to play. play. Sounds great. I can't do this. Oh. Yay. <Yeah, yeah. laughs>
4: Do you need to grab a uh,
2: yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I might Yes. we met someone new who to about something
0: you
3: ready?
0: I learned um, that um how we sure background is more in here than in dance. So we uh, <laughs> <people laughs> learned so much today. Um, <laughs> so basically how this conversation is going to function is we'll ask the invited guests some questions. Um, and then I'll open it and we'll hear from them specifically just so Bobby can also contribute. And um, and then we'll just open up the floor and we'll ask them All right. Um, cool. Sally, Chrissy, mm. would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you. for awesome, thank
5: maybe you. Daisy, what you've been in your career
6: so far in maybe three minutes?
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, <laughs> she said, three minutes. said you've got three minutes. <laughs> she <laughs> said three minutes. Anyway, anyway. Um, so in a nutshell, I suppose, I don't on that. So, I was born in 1953, that's probably important to know. And this, I'm saying this because this has affected my career and in the north of England to a poor working class family. And uh, we came to Australia in 63. And I'd started dancing when I was in England. I was a champion tap dancer. And musical theatre and all that sort of stuff. Came here and couldn't find any teachers and went straight into the ballet world with uh, Kira Busloff, who's a, she was from Ballet Russe. So I had, a, I had a, a really good beginning in Australia. I'll try and keep this tight, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trained pretty heavily um, until the age of 15. And at that stage, because we didn't have um, universities, we didn't have any tertiary dance courses anywhere, yeah. you learnt on the job, <clears throat> if you were lucky enough to get into a company, And I got my first professional... Well, at 15, I went to Melbourne and studied (coughs) full-time. I got my first professional job in 1972 with the West Australian Ballet. Um, So I learnt on the job. And um, that took me touring around Australia. So I I saw a lot at that time. And then um, decided with a friend of mine that we'd go to London, and I think I was 20 at the time went to London and auditioned for as many companies as possible. And we both got accepted into a touring company um, called Festival Ballet of Monte Carlo. And we toured through Germany, it was amazing. Went to the Black Forest and all these incredible places in Bebe in Switzerland and oh, amazing. Um, during Swan Lake, when I was a little swan. <laughs> um, anyway, I decided to come back to Australia because the West Australian Ballet had just received funding at that stage, and came back, and I think it was as early as that, we started to um, do choreographic competitions, they were called competitions, and because I'd been in Germany, I'd actually been invited, I mean, introduced to some really hefty, contemporary German music um, by a composer called um, Hans Werner Henser, and it was played on glass instruments. It was amazing music. So I came back to this ballet competition and most of the people that have created things in that competition did little ballet works, you know, like little love stories and little trios and things. Mm. I did this piece about Hiroshima and um, (laughs) using this glass, contemporary glass music. And the judges were very hard on me. You know, they said, what is this? What are you you doing, you know? So I I lost a lot of... um, Confidence, sorry, I'm really going on. No, I lost a little of confidence at that stage and thought, well, maybe I should you know, just stop doing this, choreographing and continue to dance. Um, but what happened was there was somebody in the audience from London who came backstage at the time and they, they'd been working with Ballet Rombert, who were a contemporary dance company in London. And um, he luckily, for me, had just gained a position on the Department for the Arts, which was then Artswa. And he said to me, um, come in on Tuesday next week, because we'd like to talk to you. <laughs> and they offered me a choreographic um, fellowship mm. to go to Sydney. <laughs> so I left the ballet behind and went to Sydney and, and did some choreographic studies over there. And at the same time, met uh, the One Extra Company, which was run by Kate Chab And they were about to go to London. So. Um, you know, things happened really quickly for me, so then I went to London again, uh, this time as a contemporary dancer and choreographer in my head, and went auditioning again. Went to the north of Germany and to... Oh, just on the border of Poland and Germany to places like Rügen and Stralsund and all these places. Anyway, I got offered a few jobs and took a job in Cologne in Germany, which was probably the big highlight for me of my whole career because I I met the most amazing dancers. It was a company of 45 dancers from very, very different backgrounds. All over the world, we spoke English in the studio and worked with choreographers who you may or may not know, but um, a contemporary of Hugh um, um, uh, Killian's Christian Bruce, Hans van Marnen, you know, some of the great choreographers of the time. So I was very lucky. Stayed there for quite a long time um, and ch- choreographed work for them as well, which was tour to France. Then I met my then first hubby, and we went to Sweden, and I was mum for a while, but I also danced up there, and choreographed up there. Um, Stefan Carlson was in the Kulberg Ballet, which was the most beautiful, incredibly powerful dance company at that time. Um, gosh, and then um, while we were in Sweden, the Hiroshima bomb blew, or the, sorry, the, um, the Hiroshima. Chernobyl. Sorry, Chernobyl. thank you. Chernobyl <laughs> uh, blew. And so we were showered with a little bit of radioactivity i still glow in the dark a little bit, but i <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Decided to come back to Australia. And from there, um, started doing small projects. There was a little bit of choreographic work going on at that time, some contemporary work. And I guess, I guess I've got to say that I was just very lucky. Um, I'm moving on, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we started making works, and we were getting grants of $300, $700, you know... When what, what, what was the for you? Uh, Eighty-six. Mm-hmm. Eighty-six. So, you know, that's a romp right through there. And then from there, we continued to make work and then were offered an opportunity to form a company, which is when the Chris Dance Company was formed in 86. It was still a collective at that stage, so we worked as a collective. And then in 1990, 1990 we officially became a company and we got funded by the Australia Council very generously and by. Uh, arts club. I think yeah, we've got lots of English <laughs> great. So we went touring, we had a lot of success I'm going to cut this down in a minute, but in 1996, the government changed and I'm going to use the word heathen, sorry. But <laughs> uh, Anyway, these people came in that didn't quite understand where we were going. I think the letter that we got from the then arts minister called us a dance troupe. Like, <laughs> nah. You know, and we were put on notice because our bottom line wasn't healthy enough for them and then slowly, slowly, slowly it wouldn't lose away. Um, so I became an independent artist uh, in 96 and I've been an independent artist since, working as a commissioned choreographer, a teacher, a lecturer, a senior research fellow, etc., etc. Went to Queensland University of Technology as an adjunct professor here at WAPA as a senior research fellow. Helped to set up Link Dance Company. Was the first director of Link Dance Company. And yeah, since then, um, my career has taken, you know, I've gone with waves. Sometimes it's been huge and fabulous and then sometimes it quietens right down. And we'll talk about sustainability later, but now I'm trying to retire. (laughs) And I suddenly became very busy about 12 months ago, when I moved to Nanak in the southwest. So here I am. Um, I'm very happy we are talking about age, and I'm not afraid to tell people how old I am, because I'm very proud of being 68 and still going okay. to yeah. yeah. So that's me in a nutshell. How awesome.
7: <laughs> Thank you. I no, wish you reach out and and talk to people and and ask them about their journey. So I've known Chrissy a long time. Um, She was an incredible inspiration to me as a young artist. Um, Watching Chrissy Parrot Dance Collective really changed the way I thought about dance um, theater and movement. Um, The works were amazing. And yeah, I've known her a long time and yet there are things there that i had never heard about her story, um, which are really precious. And so I just really encourage you to, you know, um, yeah, chat to chat to people about their stories because I've <laughs> exactly. known her a long time. I've that. Thanks. <laughs> um, really quickly, I've always been a writer. I um, think I've you know, written ever since I could hold a pen. It's the way I breathe. Um, so it's um, I would I suppose always been an artist in some way or another. Um, the career, you know, the career a bit like a, a jungle gym. It's gone in all directions. <laughs> I will talk about sustainability in a minute. I think what was, if I look at something that's really pivotal, I had a baby at 19, um, my first son, um, and that changed my whole world, infinitely for the better, Um, but it also meant that I had to start my life really all over again, and I went back to university and then began a double major in theater and English. Um, But from then on, I've always had to engage with um, survival, Are other people that were part of that story. Um, so that's always been super important. Um, the other thing is I've probably always been an independent in some way. We define independent artist as someone who is actively creating their own career. Um, I haven't really been part of a company system. Um, and that's possibly purposeful <laughs> um, because I haven't in the Fringe, what was then called Art Rage, um, which I wrote, directed, and acted in, and that was picked up by the first festival. And um, so I was about 25, 26 when I had my first first festival show, um, which was pretty life-changing for me as an artist. Um, and then I went over to Sydney Theatre Company on residency, and then shot out in different directions. Ran, um, lived over there. Ran the um, Playworks, the National Women Writers Workshop. I was the director of that for a number of years. I really, think um, script development really intensively, um, and then yeah, lots of other things came along: circus, dance, um, and all of that kind of.
0: Lots of different trajectories, but that will do.
7: Amazing! Another <laughs>
0: um for Bobby's story. She has her bio on the wall over there. So, you can go there and have a read after the conversation. I'm just not going to introduce her because she might come in the last 10 minutes, and I'd really love to have a story as well if if she doesn't come. But but if not, it's a movie. Awesome. So, you've both had incredible careers, highs and lows. What has sustained you in your career until now, and was there ever a time that you thought that you might have quit?
5: I think uh, again just going back to you know the person is really important The background, the upbringing, those sorts of things um, what sustained me is a sense of curiosity always right across the board um, curiosity, interest in other people, interest in other types of art so, I've always, a bit like Sal as well, sort of diversified when, when the going gets rough as far as your own art practice goes, like funding, etc., etc., change of government. Um, I've gone into other areas of art. What I was going to say, just in uh, listening to what Sal was saying as well, is somebody once said to me, or maybe I read it, you know, as artists, here we all are as artists. You know, it depends very much on where your first artistic flow leads you. I think uh, we're all capable of doing all of those art forms, really, but we Mm. tend to fall into one or other of them. So we are generally creative artists, visual artists. We can all sing, we can all dance, do all those things. So I've always believed in that as well (coughs) and felt quite confident in the fact, although I have a baritone voice. that that I too can do all of those things and have a sort of a deep confidence in that, even though I laugh myself quite a lot. I think it's really important to have a great sense of humor, to not take yourself too seriously or to take life too seriously. I mean, obviously there are times when we do and we need to sort of go into those places. So what has sustained me is really that, an, an, an openness to bring in whatever's available to me, and use that in a particular way, maybe to make art, to design the interior of my house, whatever, but to use that curiosity and that richness of of art that's around us in every single moment of every single day to bring it into your heart and bring it into your creative self. Um, I've never considered myself a dancer even though I danced for all those years, I mm-hmm. considered to kid myself generally as an artist. In the field of um, mm. As far as stepping away, um, I tried to step away. Well, I had an experience where I, I set up an independent um, artist-run uh, venue in Maylands, which I, I had a building for five years, it was a rental. Um, <clears throat> and it was so fabulous at the beginning, but the, the struggle to find the right time of funding and the right sort of, sort of support for that was huge. And it was a little bit before, it was just at the cusp of when artist run initiatives were starting in Perth. Yes. So I guess I was just a step too early mm-hmm. um, because since then there, there have been um, some successes and funding successes. Um, at the end of that five years I was pretty devastated and um, really thought about stepping away Cause I was a bit heartbroken. And I was trying to get mm. a sense of humor about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sort of did break me a bit. And it was just not long after that time I decided to move to the Southwest yes. for healing, <laughs> but also the feeling of renewal and renaissance. I used that word the other day, sort of a renaissance, an opportunity the dust to settle, knowing that it wasn't the end, you know, because I don't think we can stop. You know, we're artists. Um, And it's worked, because I've been down there living there for just over a year now, and I can definitely feel a resurgence of energy and and curiosity and love for people again, and love for the artwork again. So I'd say to people, don't be afraid to step away for a little bit not to continually push yourself because mm-hmm. there's a lot of times when you push just that little bit too hard and it's not working and you can just destroy yourself and work. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. take that time mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. just come back and yes. do something different. Yep. Paint. It's yep. a terrible picture of paint, you know, do <laughs> yeah. something to get that energy yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So that's my response mm-hmm. to that. So I think I think it's about, yeah, like yeah. I said, just being open to let things come in and also allow yourself to step away and know that I don't know that legacy that we hold within ourselves will always be there. You know, I think when you say stopped, you stop, you that stop. It's just going to continue growing. Mm.
0: And yeah, it's def- it's so important to rest. It's so lovely to hear that you did step away and that you could still come back. It wasn't like it wasn't there for you yeah. when you came back. Um, I will read Bobby's response because actually it does relate to what you're saying, Chrissy. Bobby says, career sustainability in the arts. Well for me it's about versatility, openness to new relationships, self-care and doing work that's important to me. And to remember why I create theatre. As a performer I've fallen in and out of love with the arts, theatre in particular. I started quite young, so by the time I hit my mid-twenties I had burnout and took a step back for 20 years. And since I've been back in the industry, I have had the privilege of working consistently in both the theatrical and academic capacity. As for burnout, I think it's even more prevalent now with COVID and having to approach our arts practice with uncertainties. But with those doubts, we consider we discover ourselves. Yet, yeah, but with those doubts, we discover ourselves and our communities in new and interesting ways. What I feel we are seeing is a shift in processes and the breakdown of structures within the community that put pressure on our ways of being, knowing and doing. With that said, I believe a holistic approach to our self-care is paramount. Mm -hmm. So that is Bobby's response. So much beautiful (laughs) (laughs) wisdom. I just like dotting notes and
7: going, you know, and I think that was actually, that's something I've, you know, here I am making notes and I think that's actually one thing I'd say is an ongoing ability to learn. Mm. You know, like I never stop trying to learn something new, mm. to try something different, to do a workshop in something I can't do, <laughs> you know, those mm-hmm. kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it's not just that you do learning, but it's an ability to open yourself up to learning mm. and to, other work, to see things from a point of view other than your own um, is actually critical. Um, what else, I wrote some dot points, it's just like what I do. Amazing. Um, hope. I think that's what sustains me. I, I like to feel that the best is yet to come.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like,
7: we, we need to be hopeful. It's, it's like, you can really get into that sort of space of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> 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 why not, why not, you know, all yes. this stuff, like, yes. blah, blah, blah. But actually, um, as we all can, you know, we don't have any control over it, really. Mm-hmm. So make it make it joyful. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, I love what I do. Um, even though it gives me the shits. <laughs> uh, I think something about speaking, which, which Chrissy referred to, speaking your truth with your own voice. I think that's just really critical. Um, having just come from entertain this morning, um, that was really, really good and me. Um, I think finding your voice was a huge part of the journey, actually. Um, and that's my family going, going well. Um... I have things like, um, or just um, reaching out for different kinds of experiences and opportunities, opening yourself up to things that you, be unexpected. I think people have a version of what they think their career path should be, Mm -hmm. and it can actually be totally soul destroying if you hang on to that. Mm. You know, you can really see people sort of, like, fry, and I think that ability to be able to kind of open yourself up to another possibility is really critical. Mm-hmm. And I think if in fact, many of us have had and been surprised by what what we didn't know in terms of where that career was going to go and who we were going to engage with mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. Whereas if we stuck on that, I'm going to be a thought star <laughs> large, or I'm going to be a prima ballerina, or whatever it is, yes. you, you, you're, that's a recipe for <laughs> um, so I think the other thing I, I did want to add, because it's my side of things, is being, is multi-skilling is not a bad thing. It's really good to learn things like admin, um, project management, um, you know, how to film and take really good pictures. Like, like I think you can't, if, if anything, you open yourself up to actually taking charge of your career from all different aspects, understanding how a budget works or, all of those kind of things, I think actually that's a really good really and useful thing. It also helps you understand how the business works. I treat myself as an nice. artist, I'm a worker, this is a job I do, I expect to be paid properly when I'm doing my job, like anybody else does. It's also up to you to be informed about how funding, you know, do the research, go and work out, sit on the panels, put your hand up to um, be on boards, assessment, whatever it is, but Maybe understand your profession, mm-hmm. um, so that you don't just sort of sit there and uh, you know bitch from the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of people that sort of have a lot of opinions about actually how things work and how things are, and actually don't really know. So that that's just a few thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And I love, I love what, you know, you talking about hope and also agency over your career because. Um, so like, something that I've you know been trying to take with me in my practice is this quote that says the uh, pessimism of our intellect and the optimism of our wills because it does like that we have so many conversations even within the hub. I'm like oh my gosh like well we work bro- with such a broken industry but actually we, there is a lot of positivity within um, our industry and really like willing and people.
5: Um, yes, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was saying to Grace this morning, you know, about the a lot of the emerging artists that I've been listening to, because it's been so great to be a sponge, you know, and listen to you all. The clarity and the intellect and passion to change things from the ground up um, has been so inspiring, you know, because things are so totally different now. Um, As Sally so says, you know, like. Make sure that you do really understand the funding and then decide whether or not you think that's going to work for you, because this is your chance now to start to change those structures, because they're a little bit stodgy, I think, and um, please don't take offense to this, but it's one of my jokes. I sort of feel like you know when you have a hereditary disease in your family sorry to if I offend people, you have to wait for a couple of generations really to often to clean your genetic um, line to start a new clean gene so i'm thinking you know wouldn't it be great if we could i mean it's an impossibility i know that but wouldn't it be great if we could stop all the structure and all the funding for one whole season while we restructure it you know everybody would just have to go into black you know um, as they call it in the theatre when all the lights go down and restructure it and then start again. But, of course, that's not going to happen. So it will take, it'll take time. But I have been so inspired and it's like we, from my generation, we were mute, really. We were, and especially as a dancer, I mean, you know that when you were in the studio, It's very old school. You know, you did not what you were told necessarily, but you were mute in the studio. We didn't share... You know we were told what to do right (laughs) um so just listening and and watching that beautiful um wave of energy that comes from the emerging artists now is so inspiring um it's going to be a very different journey for you all sustaining your career than it was for for me personally Um, because yes i was very very lucky my time was impeccable um good luck you know it's a lot of good luck
1: but luck is
0: also where preparation meets opportunity so there is yeah. some preparation there but yeah. also but i would i would offer in um, in that um, um, instead of maybe the like clean, um, different like just a different structure you know just
5: yeah yeah i mean it, you know. yeah old school word sorry but um, but ultimately you know as i said ultimately it's about the individual it's about you as individuals you, you some people have more drive or less but I think, you know, that sustainability really comes from your core. Um, and whether you want to sustain, because it's not easy to keep going. So, <laughs> you know, we know that there, are, there can be two or three years where you, you don't have income, you don't have funding. Um, and you've got to live through that somehow. So be, be courageous. Somebody once told me something, because I like can the sitting
7: there nodding, nodding yes. away, um, which really stuck with me. And he said, I'm um, I think I was weighing it up at one point, as you do, like you just said. Um, It's a line you cross that you really can't come back from, Um, because it is your identity and who you are and how you want to be in this world. And um, I think one of the things actually is, um, you know, being in this this land and you know with First Nation, understanding that culture Mm -hmm. and art and life and experience and spirit and value Mm -hmm. and are all one thing. Mm. And so, your connection to that, is what you're doing is connecting in to mm. something that's already there. Mm. And then, how you then choose to, to manifest that or, or work with, with that is, is, is an individual thing. But um, yeah, I just really wanted to kind of echo that, that point. It's, it's, if it's there, it, it's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you cross the line, you don't come back. It's just tricky
0: yeah. about what you're yeah. Yeah, it's it's really wonderful to... It's a really great segue, so actually, now that we're talking about emerging artists and, um, yeah, giving mm-hmm. advice to the youth. Um, what would you say to your emerging self and emerging artists today? Are there any um, challenges or tips of awareness that you really want to highlight? Can I'm uh, So what would you say to your emerging self and emerging artists today? Are there any... <laughs> Top tip, challenges, tips, or the worst. I might just give Bobby's response first. Yeah, My tips to an emerging artist would be versatility, taking care of your mental health, and maintaining strong relationships in the community. And I would actually, like when I first started, I um, remember James was who is artistic um, director of the radio theater company, he, he told me never burn a bridge and also call yourself an artist who is no one else girl. So that, that's actually on that as well.
5: That's so great. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Um, I
0: reckon I I thought this
7: no one is entitled to anything. Yeah, There's a good, lot huh? of feelings that I should get this, mm-hmm. or I deserve this, or a sense of entitlement about whatever, um, who you are, where you come from, doesn't it, like it's like no one's entitled. Mm-hmm. That's, I feel like it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, self-awareness, self-management, have a good support network that is away from the arts. You have to have people champion you in the corner that aren't other um, artists. Um, it's a journey. It can be a pathway to growth, awareness, understanding, and total wonder. Um, but it's also—it's just not a competition that you win. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you just can't kind of feel like yeah. just, you're just trying. <laughs> yeah. Life, you know? yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna get there some point, and it's yeah. none of those. Things. Yeah. So for you, it's like make it a journey that you're enjoying, that you're on, yeah. that you're growing with, and um, yeah, yeah,
0: that sense of. value it's like um, um, someone recently asked me what what would make you feel like you've made it, you yeah. know? What it, what would make you feel like you've made it? <laughs> or what? It, and and it's like, well, and then you have to think about it's maybe just being employed like this many months a year, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that would be your version of success, and that's okay. Yeah. Well, there's this, I'm going to finish with this quote by Maya
7: Angelou, and it says, "You can't use up creatively. The more you use, the more
3: you have." Mm-hmm.
5: Thank you. Um, my emerging self. Um, so what we're talking about here is what would I have done different as an emerging artist? I uh, if you would, if you'd like to. But I mean, I still feel like I'm emerging. <laughs> or re-emerging or whatever. Because like I said earlier, we're always learning you know, things as well. Um, interesting what you're saying, Sal. And I reckon this is a little mini-debate in a moment about... The difference between doing work for pay and work for non-pay and work for little pay and how you make a decision around that. Because I seem to have had a great successful career, but generally my income hasn't been that amazing, generally, except when I had my company, that was solid. And I've made decisions along the way to do things for very little money, knowing that it was Work. Um, It's a delicate subject because I think, as a director, uh, choreographer, and maker, I always endeavour to pay my artists one way or the other before Mm -hmm. I pay myself. Mm -hmm. Because I think they're giving something to me that I recycle and give back. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, you know, how it works is that you know, the director or the choreographer get more of the accolades and the performers offering. Mm-hmm. So there's always that understanding from my point of view that, you know, you don't you don't exist as a director, choreographer or whatever without your workers, mm-hmm. without, certainly not your workers, but your collaborators. Mm-hmm. Um, so where am I going? So, you know, even now, people ask me to do things and they say, look, I'm sorry, but we don't have any funding. And I have to toss around it, but often I, I will, do it. And I'm not wealthy, I'm not in any way or form, so I can't just take that on. Mm. Um, But I guess what I'm trying to say is sometimes it's okay not to be paid if you know that there's honesty within that um, core of ideas and you're going to benefit from it in some way or other. So, and again, it's an expectation or maybe that people, be paid always, and have to be paid at the top rate, because it's not always going to be there. And if you come across a project that you know you can invest in, I suppose that's the word, invest into that project and invest into that sort of decent follow-up for you, then do consider it. Mm. Um, But that's a totally, it's it's your choice, but I'm just saying that I've done it, Mm. and and it it doesn't always feel bad. People have been very straight with me sometimes and said, no, I can't, I have to be paid. And I have to respect that as well, mm-hmm. uh, if that ever comes up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, that yes. was just something. I, um, but as my emerging self...
6: Just, I just thought oh, I'd like to to give you a it. word. Um, I've, I've got a word for it, soul gig. So soul. If it feeds my soul, yes. and then that's, that's how I um, mm-hmm. reason with oh, myself to do it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Soul gig
5: mm-hmm. yeah. As long as we all understand that you can't take advantage of people mm-hmm. in situations, anyway.
0: But and also that a universal basic income is also doing that. Of course, <laughs> of course. But, you know, it's, it's, it's,
5: it's the art form. It's, it's you know, it's unsteady. It's unsteady. We'd like to think it would be continually steady, but mm-hmm. I, I think especially during this sort of COVID time, you see how many other industries are very, very unsteady now, and we're just part of it. And we go, well, you know, you should have been in our boots five mm-hmm. years ago. This is how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but as if I want to look back, to, to myself, and cr- maybe uh, have a look with a critical eye. No. I was very ambitious without being aware of it. <laughs> mm. um, because I drove myself in a way, I was so excited, as I do get now, and I'm making work, I'm so excited that sometimes people do fall away around you. Mm. And I get goosebumps because I think that if I had been that little more aware, I probably would have. Been able to maintain that uh, uh, overarching dome of friendship and those sorts of things. Because I know that along the way I've lost people, they've come back to me, you know, whatever. So I think to be careful, but I don't feel that happens today as much. I think in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, people were driven in a slightly more old school kind of way to, you know, to push forward if you can understand what I'm saying. So if, mm-hmm. if I had that time again, I would probably be a little bit more aware of that, um, yeah, the people around me. I think um, you're talking about hierarchy.
7: Yeah. Ways of doing things, and I think there's a sense of a greater level of collaboration. Now, yes. And trust. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um Yes. Mm-hmm. Looking on at one of the great songs in WA's
5: players mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean, that is yes. a very different, um, mm-hmm. different ways of working.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, mm-hmm. it's um, very. The idea that the
7: sort
5: of the one that has to taught you everything, most everybody else around. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it has to
3: mm-hmm.
5: Anyway, that's, that's what I would change if I was to go back.
3: 50 years, whatever
5: it is I was. But anyway, things are okay now. Things are good. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I would like to invite the, you know, open up the floor a little bit more, and you don't even have to necessarily ask um, the the of guests today the questions, but if you'd like to pose a question to the group or pose a question to someone, one of the guests, or even um, an artist in the room you always know, want to get their brain, or... Any mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um, some
2: of the things uh, you said have already kind of like Bit, but i am curious as to other people's thoughts in the rooms um, like have you ever had uh experiences with imposter syndrome I and mean, what experience would you give to manage so I- imposter syndrome kind of like feeling like you're not you don't deserve what yeah. you? you're the opportunity um, your you have been given, or you don't you don't
0: yeah. deserve to be in yeah. it yeah. it's just qualification. Yeah. i like think that fun. fun you're talking about fun
7: Way Maybe
3: you just go to the mm. Who hasn't felt imposter syndrome at some point? Put your hand up. <laughs> 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 That's, <yeah. laughs> That's
7: scary. <laughs> but I think it's kind of that. that. Someone might say to me, actually, the greatest part, uh, obstacle that you will face in any aspect of your career sorry, is yourself. That's right. By me, it's inside. great conversation that you're managing is the one with yourself, and your fears, and your insecurities, and your ego, and your ambitions, Mm and you know what I mean? And you're just really trying to negotiate that, um, so that you can actually um, communicate and connect with an audience. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the other word I really wanted to add, is um, I think something around sustainability also is a really deep desire to
5: To, yeah. that, to that, too, um, that don't be afraid to approach senior artists, because what senior, you know, if, uh, what does tend to happen I don't know whether it's a fear or whether they, f- or whether people don't feel they can connect, but there's there's a lot of sharing that can continue to go on. So, you know, to be invited into projects, mm-hmm. even, you know, as mentors, young Turks, whatever, just continue to do that.
6: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Um, to that, whenever like I have something that seems bigger than myself, I like think of it as um, rising to the challenge of it. Like that, I'm going to have like I definitely I'm not at that level yet, but the yeah mm.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just really interested to maybe throw it out to the room about what everyone's. Mm-hmm.
5: Nature, mm. Mm. go into nature. Mm. It's the biggest healer. Yes. I mean, I know it sounds simplistic, but you know, if you're really in that down space, I mean, I've learnt that. Yeah. Um, just to clear, to clear it out, and let the dust settle, and get the strength back mm-hmm. that way.
0: Um, speaking from an emerging artist kind of point of view, so I. I graduated from I've you know been in industry hanging been hanging around at the door a long time, but um, I probably officially graduated from Walker earlier this year, um, and I went straight into a main stage production and I felt incredible amounts of imposter syndrome. But like you know there's so many talented people who've been carrying the industry for so long, so talented who could have you know taken this role. But um, what what I did was I, I went back to my training. So like I would always be like in a room being, thinking, oh everyone's so fantastic, and how do I get to their level? So I was thinking up, and up works for some people, but I actually had to ground myself and think downwards and be like, okay, what is, it's not like what's gonna happen, but what has happened or what do I already know that is like, you know, ground, you know, central voice, this is the posture that you use in drums, you know, and and this is what I need in the morning to feel good, and and so going back to that. And it's what I think Chrissy was talking about earlier who you are and where
5: you're from, and what you need. But also, I'm, like, I might turn you out and don't really know yet. So, <laughs> i you yes, do. You? I think you know at every stage, really. I mean, I, I'm sorry for saying that, no, but I think at okay. every stage you believe that you, that you do know. And mm-hmm. so it's really interesting looking back and seeing what then you thought you knew that you know now later on in life. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. And
7: nothing replaces doing the work. It's work. Mm-hmm. like you have to do the work.
8: your mistakes like creativity is full of hazards and tripwires and you know mm-hmm. all things that you sort of stumble over and that's often where you know real gems of work kind of comes out And I always sort of and I you know at the beginning of my career I wanted everything to be perfect you know all the time and now you know twenty years in I'm like it's just, you know, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I always sort of go in with this idea that actually, um, it was a friend of mine said, you know, you, you just look at it like you're falling forward. You know, so rather than falling backwards, you're falling forward. Every mistake or trip that you make is something that you are actually learning from. And in some way, it's, some of those mistakes will mean, you know, are other bits of a, a work that you take out and you bring that mistake in and you go actually that's really fantastic mm-hmm. and I'm going to use that. And so I always sort of look at it like that. Apart from that, if I'm facilitating, I stand outside the room, I try and clear my head, take a deep breath, jump up and down three times and then I'm in. And that's it. Yeah, and I do that every time regardless of you know, where I am, you know, in a theatre, in a school, in a community centre. Whatever it is, and it's just you know that's a that's a focus for me. I mm,
3: yeah.
1: think as well, like um, <clears throat> if there's things that you're kind of reaching for that you feel inside yourself is kind of is a bit of a stretch. Like it, it actually really helps for to ask, for help, like or ask people, ask people. It's
2: also nice to really come back and remind yourself. I think I'm like, really connect with your uh, ideal. Like I might like, think people revolve going back and like remind me, like oh I can do this thing, mm. and then I'm like. Embracing your failures is being vulnerable with yourself as has been touched on before, right? Um, and sort of accepting like, yeah, okay, this is how I feel. Um, that's okay. And what can I sort of do and go on to everything else that that's been, been said so far in the room. But like embracing coming to that with a sense of right. within yourself and opening that up to other people to invite needs Also,
4: mm-hmm. 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 some reading on failure Yes, we love it. it yeah. Oh, um,
0: there's a book called Queer Art of Failure by Jack Elberston and I was just so excited when I was reading it. Um, I guess it talks about queerness and how about like,
6: if you're queer, you're probably really good at failing, um, but it, <laughs> it like provides a lot of really exciting ways to think about moving through the world um, in like unexpected ways um, by failing and
9: flailing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was a really good read. To add to Ariel's point about um, reaching out for help and trusting others, I think that what helps me when I have very low like, self-trust or self-assurance is I um, direct that like ego-driven perspective outwards, mm-hmm. I trust the people who put me there. If that makes sense. So like on the day, say I walk up here and I'm like, why am I here in front of these beautiful cohort of artists in this hub? I would go, well, Rachel and Zanov and Alex and all these people has, have trusted to put me here, so I I can't disrespect them and waste this opportunity because that that is. That means that I'm betraying not only myself but their trust and their expertise as well. Mm-hmm. And they've put me here for a reason, so we have to to take that as something that will give you strength for at least that day, if that makes sense.
10: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a, a little something. something. Um, talk about how you identify yourself. Um, I know for me, I I don't identify. Although I'm um, an actor. I, I find myself in a much broader sense. And so uh, I enter most things not knowing. An example is, uh, you know, as an actor, you go to your parents, you go busy, and then your parents are not. Mm-hmm. So the way I have, and, and um, uh, my wife work, we've bought a little bit of land, we've built a house. And so, uh, sort of, how do you build a house? I've got no idea. But you find out about the roof, like you're saying, you find out about how to make a structure, and how to, yeah, you, know, you decide. You get, sometimes you get people to help you, Builders or whatever the you know the concrete uh, mixer, um, but but doing that and, and that's also been as an actor and as a performer, it's been a way to make money because property is good and you, you, so you you recognise um, you know if you get a good deal on a bit of land and you build a really good house, and I think home is very um, fundamental to all of us. We love the idea of having our own home. So to build a house is very exciting, it's not that hard for us here um, to learn how to do it, and it's a way to make money. So that's a way, um, say, Marie, my, my, my partner and I have made money. She, we've always been self-employed. So, so like you, um, Chris, we've, we've never um, considered ourselves like, you know, big um, earners, but our money that we've earned has come from not the art so much, but from, Building a house, and another one, and another one over the years, and you live in and you new it and you always make a profit on this, you know, property and so on. So that's <laughs> <laughs> a kind of builder, but it's, it's, a, it's a, a lovely analogy to, you know, to set designing, building, designing, and, and, and using your imagination. So it's like a sculpture that you live in, and I think we know that from, um, um, you know, the idea of houses and so on. But. Um, But yeah, not to identify yourself too sharply on one thing, and I've always thought of myself as being an inventor and and not knowing too much, but you go into something not knowing, admitting you don't know, so it brings in that thing of failure, you can let yourself out you don't know, but you will find out, and you do get to know more, and slowly, and you keep away from identifying yourself as one thing, because then you really can fail at that, but keep it broader. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and it's... um, yeah, and, and knowing that, um, yeah, I think that was, that was kind of what Sally was saying earlier about not yeah. putting those blinders on. Um, but I think it's really interesting to talk about that uh, you were saying that something in there kind of related to, I guess maybe um, uh, uh, barriers or like um, what, hmm, i am not trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> actually, maybe it's not related at all. I'm just going to throw it out there. But yeah. like what is um, actually a challenge and what's, What's actually mm-hmm. very readily accessible to you, um, which is, you know, maybe what Chrissy was saying, these oh, these old artists—they're so experienced; they wouldn't want to talk to me, I'm emerging. But actually, that's a, that's a, something you put on yourself. Yeah. That, you know, that is what you're saying. In
7: effect, You've actually got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. No matter yeah. what you like to reach out to, really. Mm-hmm. What what what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. If, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So go and ask that artist to be on their project, or go, you know what I mean? Like it's always interesting how few people ask for what they might really want mm-hmm. or reach out to um, anybody, actually, to be, be a participant or an observer or any of those kind of things. I could literally say it's probably been a handful over my my, um, you know, my time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really interesting. You know, mm-hmm. Is that that, that sense of, I'm sure you need to be brave, you need to be courageous and those sort of things, but then I come back to
5: that thing, what have you really got to do? <coughs> Can I say, too, this is an open-ended kind of pitch, I suppose. Um, since I've moved to now, I've found out, uh, just I mean, I, I find, I should say, by being there, that they're a very cultured little town and very little uh, contemporary cultural work comes into those small townships. Does it, it does, does or doesn't. doesn't? It doesn't. 1,500 people. Mm-hmm. Um Talitha came down with me as sort of emerging in that sense and Claudia and So we had an intergenerational project down there. We did three women, three weeks, three works. It was great. Um yeah. the town turned up, didn't they? Yeah. We had hundreds of children between management and now, I'm getting to my point in a minute, but the point was, they just came. They're so hungry down there. So I'm hoping, um, after a couple of conversations this week, to encourage more activity in small regional towns. There is regional funding around. So if any of you have any small projects, you know, and, and you want two weeks of work, um, I'm really happy to talk to you about it because there's opportunities for me as a regional artist now to invite people into our small community um, to share with the community as well as make work. So it's such an enriching opportunity to spend up to a month there. And you know, there's plenty, plenty of great places to stay as well. Um so mm. remember those things, that those off Broadway opportunities are there and it doesn't always have to be the big hubs like you know, great that there's Bunbury Entertainment Centre and Albany Entertainment Centre. But a lot of these small towns have beautiful town halls and artists in them. Mm. So don't forget that. Mm. And I like I said I'm really happy if anybody wants to talk to me about that.
7: Mm. I'll yeah. Jump oh yeah, because I am just putting my
0: yeah, Janet's also <laughs> a regional
7: artist. We have a couple of regional artists in the room? So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I had um, Rachel Ogle who's an um, amazing dance artist that works in Perth. She actually said to me once, because I was kind of at that point where I was going, oh, you know, things aren't working for me necessarily in the city. She said she like regional communities going out of the city, going into those spaces and like understanding the community and the network of artists mm. that are existing around you mm. is often a good way for sustaining your as yeah. well and yeah. then you get to go into nature you get to have the time out you get to be yeah. you know yeah. and then sharing yeah, yeah. And and often you're kind of alone and you're <coughs> in that space yeah. where you yeah. can be super creative and you can let yes. your
0: mind wander mm-hmm. yes. you know so like being aware of pathways outside of or, or inventing yeah. your own pathways outside yeah. of what is traditionally seen as the pathway, like for mm-hmm. the example, oh, I've got to apply for a, a bloom and then I'll get a bloom and then if I do it enough, mm-hmm. and then I can move up. Well, no, you can like, move to mm-hmm. a regional space or just a, a completely different
6: space altogether, like you can have the agency do that. Mm-hmm. Can I um, just chime in? As, as artists, we are all artists, whether we're <laughs> 21 yeah. or 71, and as an artist, everybody just wants to make stuff, to do mm. stuff, mm. to create mm. things. Whatever age you're looking at, that person wants to make stuff. Mm. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> so yes. don't, don't imagine that because someone's 35, they, they're sorted, yeah. they've got their thing, they w- wouldn't be interested, mm. actually they just, <laughs> <laughs> to do the next thing. Mm. And, and yeah, there's this whole thing about, oh, an established artist. You're never mm. an established artist. <laughs> You're always mm. looking for an, mm. the next opportunity. Oh, that'd be interesting. Oh, I could go over there. Mm. So, so, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. if, if there are emerging people here, don't, don't think that just because you hit a certain age, you know what you're doing <laughs> 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 yeah. and you might not be yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just free flow, free Just if you'd like to speak yeah, to the Can the i just say something
5: to that, I having come from Sydney and found myself in my gorilla for the last 30 years, I'm training in Sydney, I called Because I wanted to. looking at this, this road that I was walking, I was actually on it. Mm-hmm. And I was yes. actually, my feet were firmly on the road. And I don't even say the age when I had that, because it doesn't matter <laughs> what the age was, but it was this idea of, I definitely shifted my consciousness mm-hmm. into, into, oh
3: yeah.
5: Right.
1: yeah,
4: yeah, I'm, I'm really doing on the thing.
5: And gee, wow, great, it <laughs> keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long time, except yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. totally.
4: Yeah, Rachel. Um, I have a bit of a question for people and it's something that I've uh, been asking around. Um, Schedules and balancing. Every time I look at my schedule and trying to get things not to clash and trying to organise meetings or things, just at the moment sends me into sheer panic. And it's like the actual art I can do, a lot of the actual other admin I can do, but organising as an independent artist how to fit. There was, I was saying I had like three one-hour meetings to fit in two days. And like two days is enough. There's enough hours in the day to do that. But scheduling that was a nightmare.
0: But you could um, hire yourself at the juicer, like Simone,
6: because she's really good at organising so. Simone has definitely
4: helped with some of them, but, yeah, if there are any other tips and tricks uh-huh. on how to <laughs> not be panicked... Because the only thing I've found is other people more experienced artists coming, finally find back being like, yeah, yeah, no, just sheer panic, that's it.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, great. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, Helpful. <laughs>
8: um... Did you, get
6: the Did you get it? Did you
4: do it? By moving a doctor's appointment, yes.
2: Did you it? Yeah. Can I ask what the panic is? it about like how you're going to get to these places as well as your day, or is it the fact that you've got
4: meetings? It's the not knowing what I'm doing for so long. Because often, you know, I'm sending stuff out and it's like, I'm available this time or this time, and then it takes somebody else like three days later to reply to that email to be like, that time, and I'm like, oh, I've already booked that time into somebody else, They need to shift this, or somebody's shifting you know, well, I mean, look, I can say one, well,
7: you <laughs> don't have to do this. <laughs> I mean, no one's forcing you to do anything or any part of it, and you make your own choices about what is and isn't manageable for you in terms yeah. of a lifestyle. <laughs> <It always happens. laughs> Challenging. Um, you want to work hard, harder than you know at, at times than you've ever worked before. You know what I mean? It's going to be all those things. Mm-hmm. If, it, if, it, if it doesn't work for you, then that's okay too. You, know? yeah. mm-hmm. like you can go, you can be something else or do something else or work in a different mm-hmm. way. I think some of the part is working out how to work you in a way that manages, you know, like I was saying before, I've always had family. Um, there's this, and many, many of you. Do through, and many of you are also managing multiple roles, multiple jobs, um, different workplaces, different people. Again, that's why I come back to you, don't have to do it, but it's your choice, and it's also your choice maybe to not go to three meetings, and also then to say, I can't do this, and to say no. I think sometimes we also get into a bum if we're to say yes to because it might be the opportunity or the, oh, I don't want to let people down, to a big one for me. Um, so that's boundaries and being clear about what your needs are and then managing it. Because you're good at what you do. Therefore if you can't make that meeting they'll come back to you. Or if you can't do that project it will be another project. Don't get desperate about it and feel like you have to sort of have
6: everything covered. Because you've got time. And if you, you need
0: to feel like right. not to slow down, that's okay too. you can find people who are into slow process as well. Their artists were so into going slow. But uh, yeah,
6: and I was absolutely. So those people have to work around you as well as you working around them. That's a dual responsibility. You don't have
5: to change every part of your life to get around them. They have to fit around yours. And they have to reply to your email. (laughs) Yes. So um, so one thing that I learnt about that, um, and it was from a management um, perspective. You know, a lot of people say things like, you need to get back to me by the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I learnt that yeah. what yeah. works better is you need to say to them, I need you to get back to me by 3pm well, on oh, Thursday. Yeah, um, Thursday. Not by the end of the week, because the end of the week becomes Tuesday the next week. Yeah. And people just don't really tune in to that yeah. uh, and say deadline, I hate that word. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you say that and often do it uh, a few hours before you need to, to get that yeah. response, it just gives people a little bit more of a pivotal point. So yeah. don't say by the end of next mm-hmm. week, say by Wednesday 2pm or something like that. Yeah, just, but, like, It works. I train true. it. <laughs> it it's, not, it's not
4: something that anybody's like, I've been taught skills in making up but actually... Oh, I also need to figure
5: out how to put stuff in uh, how to fit stuff in a calendar and how to and how to do that. And nobody's ever taught me that. I'm like, am I missing some skills here? Is there some things that I should
8: know that I don't <laughs> Well Teresa and I talking about that yesterday, I thought difficult. To try and find the... But I don't think anyone's actually been able to crack it. That's, <laughs> <Yeah>. not, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's but I think also it's it's something, isn't it, about um, sometimes how we view ourselves as artists—that you know, when we are talking to funders or you know people who are going to give us money or you know potential work—we are kind of a little bit submissive around yes. that, and we sort of feel that ah, uh, you know, we've got to run around and do all of this sort of stuff for them. And I think you know, uh, coming back to something that you were saying, Sally, about seeing yourself as a business—you um, know—so you've got all of that sort of. Um, kind of business acumen, kind of like to the fore, I guess, and see yourself actually as, you know, as an artist, but also, you know, I'm, I'm kind of running my independent artistry as a business, do so you sort of see yourself as, you know, scheduling your diary in the same way as other businesses do, you know, doing your accounts in exactly the same way? And I think that kind of like, freeze yourself up a little bit, because it's not a kind of, it's not a, it takes it away from being personal, um, you know, and you don't feel that you need to reply immediately to your emails or your phone, you know, um, and you kind of take a bit more charge in that. And you can also, that's another thing you
0: can ask for help for, you know, there are so many self-producing mm. independent artists who are really giving you some really good pointers and tips. I'm aware of the time, I know Mumby's had his hand up for a very long time, um, I'm sorry, let's see. Um, but, if you want to continue this conversation, the recording can stop so the conversation, can continue. Um, so, maybe um, does Mami want to share your thoughts and
2: then I'll wrap it up. Um, yeah, I have another question but I'll oh. just touch on your question instead. Um, just from like a base level of like figuring out your time management system, there's something you kind of have to do tri- like through trial and error. Like I had to do that a lot with my own time management because um, I'm someone who always who has a bad habit of taking on way too many things and getting lots of fray. And so like I try a paper diary but I got uh, I got sick of writing it and like couldn't keep up with it. Um, and most recently what I do is I use like Google Calendar because I find that works best for me because I'm always, I'm always either on my phone or on my laptop and I can just jump between the two and sync something color code it. So just from like a face level, finding the right system that works for you. And yeah really just um uh, valuing your own time as well as other people's time and I'm that other people need to value your time. And, um, yeah, it is an important thing, it is a difficult thing to figure out but, um, yeah, it is something that people are allowed to It's so real, uh, I just COVID is that, like, if you want to have a couple of times if you want to make things on Zoom, it's like,
0: really, yeah, and that's what we for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. I'm loving all this sharing and skill sharing mm-hmm. and supporting mm-hmm. each other and the lives are really <laughs> lovely this morning. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we should just everyone give a clap because that's what we've been doing. (laughs)